It's Ryan Lichten. You're listening to Podcast 99. We have another Survivor story because they are just flooding in like the oh-so-many gatecrashers at the festival that we cover on this show. Today, we have a special guest. This is Rob from Vancouver, our first uh, Canadian guest on, on the show. Now, if you remember Tony B., our first Survivor, he came down from Canada but was not, in fact, a Canadian. Rob was, and uh, through a you know very DIY way, uh, managed to get get down to Woodstock, you know, uh, made some made some new friends and they all took the trip together and uh it's fun this is a good you know fun story he also sent us some amazing pictures all of which have been posted on our patreon so uh make sure you check those out uh he took literally the funniest picture that i've seen uh from woodstock 99 so without further ado this is my interview with rob from vancouver all right, folks, I'm sitting here with Rob from Vancouver, Canada, who went to Woodstock 99. You also sent us some of the funniest pictures that I've seen from from Woodstock 99. Uh, so I'm, I'm very excited to, to talk to you. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you? Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to talk some Woodstock. So, oh, right on. Me too. <laughs> so it, it, the year is 1999. You know, we always like to start from the top. What are you doing in your life? When did you hear about the festival? When did you know you were going? Uh, let's start there. Uh, okay, bit of a long story. I'll try to condense it a bit. Um, so, yeah, I'm living in Vancouver. Uh, lived here my whole life, so not much to say there. Um, I find out about Woodstock through a co-worker. Uh, I'm working as a youth care worker at the time for like emergency placement and so on. Um, and yeah, my coworker starts telling me about this. He knows I'm into, you know, that type of thing, concerts and festivals. And uh, he had previously been at the 94 Woodstock. Okay. And uh, yeah. And so uh, right away, I, I had seen the 94 Woodstock on TV and uh, ever since then, I was just like, well, if they're doing another Woodstock, I'm there. Um, so a uh, bit of time passes. And uh, it was early in that year, I believe, they made the announcement in 99. I thought it was like maybe February, maybe. Um, so at any rate, uh, we end up going on strike, my work. And I meet a gal in the pick in the picket line who was also you know into the same type of music and so on and we uh and i start talking about woodstock and she's like i want to go too <laughs> that's so, an interesting place for uh for two folks to to run into each other that end up going to a big concert yeah exactly so we end up like this instant friendship right and uh and um, this is like before the internet was really big. I, like I didn't even get my first computer till like 2003. So, um, so basically, I'm like, well, let me figure some stuff out because my buddy wasn't on board anymore because his girlfriend said, "Well, if you go, we're done." <laughs> <laughs> did they end up so, staying together, so- or did? <laughs> I don't know. We we lost track of each other a couple <laughs> I, I, years later. I wonder later, if, that, but... if that was worth it, uh, looking back. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I You know, I don't know the backstory on that one. So, you know, I, I'll just leave that one alone. All but right. basically, um, yeah, like um, like I said, before the computer, the days of computer where you could talk to people about going and so on, um, because my friend who I met in the picket line, she was already going to be going back east, <clears throat> excuse me, and like she was pretty close to where they were holding it because it was practically just right over the uh, the Canadian border, and um, so she was already going to be out out that way. And I was like, well, I got to figure out how to get out there. So what I did was I made these signs, and uh, with you know you rip get the phone number off the bottom, 
Right, right. And, uh, yeah, so, and I um, I made these signs. Woodstock 99, do you want to go? And, you know, <laughs> right, right next to, like, the lost dog. Canada type thing, right? Yeah. And I had this girl call me. I had this girl call me, and she's like, yeah, I'd love to go. And we met up, and that's when it was, like, in full motion. So we, we booked. The, we booked the flights to Toronto. Uh, I'm just fast forwarding a bit here. Yeah, we, we flew to Toronto. We we slept at uh, the airport that night, and that's the night my friend, who was already in Montreal, came over and met us at the airport, and then rented the car the next day, and we we're off to Woodstock. And how long of a trip is that? Like from where you guys landed to like like the drive to Rome. Uh, that was about five hours. I actually sent you a map of it, but I sent you the wrong map. So, like, through the States, we actually went the Canadian way, like, through Kingston and all of that. So, um, yeah, it took about five hours, I would say. Okay, and, so, yeah, d- um, a decent road trip. Yeah, yeah, it was a decent road trip. Um, I don't remember a lot of it. I do remember getting a lot of static at the border. Um, you know, the girls were pretty, you know, respectable looking, but you know, I was like the stereotypical long hair tattoos kind of guy. And, you know, right away I, you know, I get out of the car and they're like, oh yeah, from BC, eh, BC bud, you know, cause we have the world, <laughs> we got, we got, you know, the world class weed reader, right? Right. So, yeah, yeah. You know, but. But yeah, like we were fine and everything, and you know they 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 had their little furry friend walk through the car and take a sniff, and but no, it was all good. Right, because so, you guys, and you then, guys couldn't then, have brought anything because you because you went on a plane first, anyways. Yeah, we 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 went by plane to Toronto from from uh, from Vancouver. Yeah, so and like I don't really recall back then if you're able to, you know, bring a. Con- Rolled some substance on a plane domestically, but definitely not international. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't imagine so. So, how did you guys yeah, even get your yeah. tickets? Did you buy them like ahead of time, or did you buy them there? How'd that work? Yeah, we we actually we bought them uh, online. It was like my first online purchase. So, and uh, I that's something I definitely remember well because. The Canadian dollar back then was just shit. And uh, I think it was like, I'm probably wrong here, but like something like 65 to 70 cents on to the American, right? Oh, yeah. So we paid like probably around at least 250 a ticket. Okay, yeah, that, a, yeah. a bit more than, than everyone else. Jeez. Yeah. And was there any yeah. apprehension like buying the tickets online? Because we've heard this from from a couple other folks too that like their first online purchase were, were these tickets. Like, was there any like like is this even going to work? Like, is this even like a legit thing to do? Or did it seem like everything was on the up and up as you're making this like revolutionary purchase through this like new technology? Yeah. Um, well, I do remember it was the uh, <clears throat> the official Woodstock '99 page that we uh that we bought them from um and then i think there was some apprehension when we were actually in the town and we had to go to like this uh uh, like this casino resort type thing where you know you had to stand in line and uh to go to this you know section of the hotel where you actually get your physical ticket wristband and parking pass right so then, uh, so so you go there and you get that. I'm I'm assuming that that's your first stop once you get into town. Obviously, I mean it's not like you can go to the festival. Were you guys like camping? Did you did you bring gear? Like like what what's your like sleeping oh, arrangements yeah. like? Oh yeah, like we uh, okay. Well yeah, we got the tickets. Yeah, and as I said, I was like, ooh, I hope this works out and everything because we just had like a piece of paper confirmation number, right? Like they didn't mail it to us or anything like that. Right. So, but yeah, that all worked out. Um, we kind of milled around Rome a bit because we went in on the, uh, on the Thursday 
And traffic wasn't that bad. Um, I remember it was maybe like an hour, an hour and a half maybe where, you know, we actually got onto the site. And I think one of my pictures there is like the, uh, like the B-52 or whatever it is, that big plane. Oh, yeah. Where you first go in. And, and then it was the wall, right? And, uh, you know, it was, it was pretty chill. Like we, we camped, um, and, uh, you know, they like, uh, we had also gone to the local grocery store and, you know, bought some like bagels and cheese and shit like that. Right. Just to have something to eat when we were there. Cause like, we didn't know what the prices were going to be like. So, but, uh, so yeah, we arrived. Uh, they looked through our bag. They didn't take anything out. Um, and uh, I think we maybe walked about like three or 400 yards and we found our spot. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was, pretty, it was pretty easy. It was close to, uh, it was close to where the facilities were. Uh, but uh, little did we know what would <laughs> Right. What would be happening there? Right, and, and, and so, I'm, I'm sure we were we yeah. were kind of downstream, right? Oh God! <laughs> but uh, but no, so yeah, and that was easy. Um, and yeah, we got there, and uh, we set up we set up camp and just kind of checked out the sites, and we were able to walk up to like just the front of the main stage when the grass was still there. Right. So you, you sent a picture everything. of that. And I got to say, like it, it's like the most peaceful picture from Woodstock 99 I've ever seen. Like, cause you don't even yeah. re- like, you know, without having been there, you don't even realize that there was green grass, you know, at the start of this yeah. thing. And like, when you said, and like, and, and even the stage itself looks cleaner, like, like even like the banners and stuff, like just everything's new and, and ready to be totally fucked up. Uh, did you catch any of oh, the, yeah. any of the bands on that pre-show day? I did. We did. Well, I remember we were uh, hanging out at the at our camp at, after we had taken a walk around just to kind of get the way of the land and so on. And uh, we were sitting back at our, and we could hear music. And we we're like, what the fuck? You know, there's already music. And it was up at the, uh, it was up at the, uh, not at the Emerging Artists, but the uh, West Stage. The West Stage, that is correct. And it was G Love and Special Sauce. Right and uh, and I don't know I I like them you know I thought I thought they were pretty cool you know just like kind of like that rap blues kind of fusion thing going on and you know I digged it and you know we were dancing and hanging out with the crowd for a bit and I think after that it was um, it was uh, the uh, string cheese incident. Right. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you definitely caught caught some shit. Now, was that your kind of your kind of vibe back then? I mean, what what like what were some of the bands that you were really excited about seeing upon getting there? Like like what like or were you just kind of eclectic like that? Uh, I was really stoked to see James Brown and, um, you know, but just, you know, very eclectic taste. You know, I was, I was stoked to see corn, uh, but, you know, like and then. I remember having to rush back to the West stage to see George Clinton on Friday night. And, uh, cause I really wanted to see him, but I didn't know he was, he was celebrating his birthday on the Thursday. So I was a bit bummed out to hear that later on that. I missed his birthday thing that they did at the emerging artist. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Like inside the, the hangers. That's correct. Yeah. Now, when you're there, like, I mean, so, I mean, Thursday happens, you know, but, but now it's Friday, it's day one. So everyone's pouring in, it, it's, it's in full swing. What was kind of like you and your group's kind of like vibe you were getting just from the layout of the place and, and just like on the first, that first day of seeing everyone come in, just like, what, what, what were the sights and sounds? What were you feeling about it? Uh, just a lot of naked people. I'm not <laughs> sure how early on the um, the the shit people made an appearance. Um, like there's 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 some memories that are really like pretty crisp. But you know, I just remember the the crowd just being extremely like excited 
and and like we're at Woodstock and you know you'd you'd be out walking like even like Thursday night and you know one person would be like yeah Woodstock and then it would just pick up and the whole crowd would be roaring like this concert kind of roar up the crowd would go and it was it was surreal man it was it was pretty wild so it was just there was a lot of excitement and uh you know, it was it was Woodstock. You know, this was like uh, I think people were trying to really kind of have their moment. You know, relive the mo- have their moment like '94 and '69 and so on, right? Like, like it was it was definitely it was definitely off to a, a good start, right? Like, it's nothing like you know Moby said where it was like, oh, I got a really bad feeling you know, 20 feet in. Right. Yeah, so it yeah, was, yeah. uh, it was, it was, it was a cool vibe and, uh, everyone was super friendly. And, uh, you know, I remember smoking a joint with the girl, like, you know, a few minutes in on Thursday from, uh, from New Jersey. And it was just like, you know, it was cool. Now, so uh, on that first day, like, what were some of the big bands? Because obviously, you know, like Corn is like the one that stands out to everyone on, on on Friday, and like, you know, Bush also played. You also had, you know, Cheryl Crow and Live, uh, and I uh, like ICP. Like, who do you remember seeing that that first day? Uh, okay, well, it was uh, it was James Brown, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then uh, right after that, it was G Love who took the spot for Sugar Ray. And uh, I remember you talking about Sugar Ray because apparently he was sick. That That's what we but, had heard. Yeah. Yeah. But apparently he did play, um, like I said, I worked in a, in a group home and my kids ended up seeing, the kids at the group home ended up seeing Sugar Ray that weekend in Vancouver. And oh. he actually made an announcement saying that, yeah, like, uh, uh, I, you know, I could have been at Woodstock, but, you know, we canceled Vancouver so many times and they were more than happy to be out in Vancouver, apparently. Crazy. So, so they, they kind of dodged, uh, dodged the Woodstock 99 bullet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, literally. So, um, but then after that, I, uh, I think it was Cheryl Crow, you said? Yeah. So, yeah. Like, like she was on that day and live and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah I know I saw Cheryl Crow. I think I might have been there for live. I kind of wandered off after that because all I and then I remember seeing the Offspring and Corn after that, now, and then George were those, Clinton. What were those crowds like? Like, like, what's it like seeing you know like the like a pit like Offspring have or 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 Corn? I mean, Corn is the most like the gnarliest fucking thing I feel like in concerts. You know, when you when you watch that set and it's just like an ocean, like where were you at in the crowd for that? We were we were pretty far. We were, well, I guess we'd say uh, about halfway in the back. So we weren't anywhere near the pit. We were kind of like up on this hill to the uh, kind of like to the left. And um, it's kind of like this slope, I guess you'd say. And we we're just like by the jumbotrons and which were you know, part of the stage and so on. And, uh, you know, we had a pretty good uh, bird's eye view of what was going on down below. Right. So it was like, we're, we're pretty happy where we were <laughs> to feel, you know, cause it's like that, you know, that pit looks pretty, pretty gnarly. Right. Yeah. And I mean, what I are you guys to... thinking about that? Like when you're seeing that, like, was it like, Oh shit. Like, cause that, I mean, it's day one. Like, did that stand out to you as like yeah. particularly gnarly or was it just like, Oh yeah, we're at a rock show. Yeah. We're at a rock show pretty much. And I'm just like, I'm glad I'm not in there. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I would have died for sure. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but, um, but no, it was like the thing I remember most, about corn was you know i was tripping balls like like everyone else there right okay so but but i remember specifically that jonathan taylor was not literally but i felt like he was singing directly to me in the crowd so, <laughs> so like yeah. I, jonathan i was i was jonathan way Davis, yeah. i was way out there and it was it was it was a bit of an experience right 
so, but uh, it was, I was pretty far out there, but I don't know. It was, it was good. Right. And, um, but also with the offspring, I remember, um, you know, the bottles, Oh yeah. you know, throwing the bottles at the stage and, and so on. So, but, uh, but yeah, it was all, was was that something you had seen at, at shows before, like on that level of like just the audience, just pelting the bands? No, no, not really. No, like maybe, you know, like, you know, someone throwing, I think there was a show in Vancouver where, uh, Oasis played and someone threw a shoe at the singer (laughs) and it hit him in the head. And, and then, you know, basically the show was over. He's like, fuck you, Vancouver. And they were out of there. Right. Right. So, but nothing like, nothing like what was going on in the offspring or, or kid rock. So. Yeah, it seemed like it was like uh, not really welcomed, but it, it didn't like. I mean, it did. It didn't seem like anyone was about to walk off the stage at Woodstock '99 because someone threw something. It seemed like it was just like part oh, of no. the chorus. Oh no, they were they were all for it, right? So like they were like pick something up and throw it at us type thing. They're like go for it, give her right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, <laughs> no, no. It was it was it was fun for sure. Yeah. So, so at, was, after after Corn plays now, and, and you're making your way to to George Clinton, like, like I mean, can you just give me like a lay of the land at, at nighttime that first night at, at Woodstock when it's like in full swing? Granted, I, I understand you were you know uh, not quite yourself that that evening, but but like just just what were kind of like the the vibes and like the sights and sounds of that that night, you know. I don't know. It was just a good party scene as far as I know, as far as I remember. Um, you know, it was just, uh, it was still early on. And, uh, you know, uh, that was around the time I, I took some pictures of like some of the um, the body paint girls and so on. Yeah. And, you know, I asked them right in front, right up front, like, can I take your picture? Right. So yeah. I, yeah. You know, that's all about it. And, and I've seen your pictures. I mean, I've seen, like, we've had some people send us pictures where I'm like, yeah, dude, like, uh, you're one of the guys that we don't, that we complain about on this show. But I saw your pictures and no, right. they're not distasteful or like creepy or, or anything like that. And there's only like, yeah, one or two. But that's the, so that body painting thing, we don't really mention that too much. There were these like airbrush stands, right? Where people could get painted. Yeah. 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 I do remember, I do remember the tents and walking by them. And there, there wasn't a lot of like the merch and all that that I remember. Um, I remember some of the food vendors. Um, I remember seeing uh, the Twelve Tribes. What's I think that? I, I, you mentioned the Twelve Tribes. They were like that that uh, weird kind of cult, Christian cult that <laughs> uh, that served the grilled cheese sandwiches at night and uh, pancakes during the day. Oh, okay. And, uh, in the morning and uh yeah they were just kind of like this weird kind of um christian cult but like they they went around to a lot of the festivals and shows and the people you, they reminded you of like were kind of like old deadheads type thing okay so just like lifers yeah. that that have uh, created this uh clandestine group yeah yeah basically so but no yeah it was uh you know, like, and then of course the beer gardens too. There was always like huge lineups for the beer gardens. And uh, did you guys like, yeah, bring no. in drinks? I, I mean, I don't know if I don't know if you're if you were drinking no. or not. But uh, no, we didn't. We knew we knew we you know we kept it pretty cool. We didn't uh, we didn't sneak in drinks or whatever. And you know we we went in expecting everything to be like completely on the up and up. And, uh, you know, and that, you know, if we wanted to drink, we go to the, we go to the beer gardens or what have you. Right. But, uh, little did we know that things would go sideways. Right. So, but, um, (laughs) so, but no, um, yeah, it was, it was like Friday, Friday for the most part, it was, uh, it, it was pretty cool. And like, I don't remember anything really being, really out of control besides besides seeing what was going on during corn 
and the, you know we didn't see any like uh, sexual assaults or, or so but we were we were pretty far out in the crowd to really see any of the the really gnarly shit that was going on right so, well now let's yeah. let's let's you know skip ahead a, a few hours after the smoke of day one clears and now it's day two what yeah walk me through through day two I'll, I'll, I'll just let you go for a little bit and we'll try and fill in some blanks okay well day one was going to be obviously the uh the uh canadian boys the tragically hip starting at the east stage and we we wanted to get as close as possible to the stage for that. Yeah, because they played. They did play first on Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. Like on on, on the main yeah. stage. Yeah. And were you fans? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, besides the fact that they're from Canada and you are, I mean, were you just fans of the band? Oh yeah, fans. And like I had seen them already, probably about four or five times. Okay. And uh, and to see them in New York at a at an event like this, it was it was pretty it was pretty remarkable. Uh, so, so yeah, we, we made our way and we made it actually pretty, pretty close to, uh, to, to where the stage was, um, at the East stage there and just, you know, them coming on stage and, you know, turning around and seeing that like sea of Canadian flags and just the, uh, uh, I don't know the word for it. The, uh, the majesty. <laughs> no, no, it's just kind of like, it's, it was a Canadian thing, right? You know, it's just, you know, representing Canada, right? Yeah. And, and it just, it, it was just one of those moments that just felt really good to be there and, you know, to sing the words to the songs and, uh, and just watch, you know, Gord do his thing and, and so on, right? So, we, and, we, uh, we had heard, sorry? We, we had heard that, um, you know, folks were singing the the Canadian national anthem, and then there was a bunch of, you know, like not Canadian hooligans like screaming the American national anthem over them. Like, were, did you see any of this like anti Canada backlash in the crowd, or were you too close up to the stage to really like get any of that? Because I feel like if you're yeah. that, if you're that close to the stage, like you're surrounded by by true fans, and you might not run into any yeah. of that shit. But did you hear anything about that, or or hear it? I didn't. I do remember some people singing the Canadian national anthem. I don't remember the hecklers. No. Okay. No. No. I, or I just yeah, I just forget. But um, but yeah, it was it was like everything. Everyone there wasn't a mosh pit of sorts. Everyone was just dancing and and having a good time, right? And uh, and so right after that. It was uh, Kid Rock. Yeah. <laughs> well, what a change of pace. <laughs> I know. I know. To go from extremely Can- Canadian to extremely American, right? <laughs> and, unfortunately. Uh, unfortunately, extremely well, American, yes. <laughs> yeah. It, it was cool, though. I, You know, I liked the show he put on. And, you know, the main thing I remember is him walking on stage in that full-length white coat. Did, hat, did that seem silly just, to you at the time because of how fucking hot it was? Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, uh, it, it was cool though, right? It was just like, if there's anyone that could pull that off, it would be, it would be Kid Rock, right? Uh, yes. And, uh, yeah. And so he walks on stage in this coat and, you know, and then bust into the, his, uh, that one song. Wow, and it was just, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the band was tight, uh, and you know, him going over playing all the, uh, all the instruments. And then there was Joe C of course. And, uh, you know, it was just, it was just a good time party vibe and, you know, no one, no one, you know, had ill intent in the crowd. I would say from, from the, the people I was around, like the radius, I would say of a, about a couple of hundred people, like from what I saw, it was, it was just, everyone was just, just happy to be there. It was hot. It was stinking hot, but, uh, you know, there was still water to go around. People were sharing their water and, um, you know, it was fun. It was fun. When did you start seeing kind of the change 
in in the crowd or or, or like well, once things started getting a little scarce, uh, you know, on, on that day, because you know l- later in that day, you know, you, know, you have the big three: the the Limp Bizkit, Rage, and Metallica, uh, yeah, back to back. But I mean, like you know, because. Like the hip and and Kid Rock, that's so early in the day. Like after that, when you're walking around, were you starting to see the effects of like the Woodstock '99 effect? Let's say. Yeah, I would say for sure. Like after after Kid Rock, like I think it was Wyclef on or something. Yeah, and I just I just started heading toward you know the water and the food, and you know the water fountains were I think they were either busted or shut down. Um, I don't like, that's one thing I remember. I, I don't remember about Woodstock is going to the bathroom. Uh, I don't remember using the porta potties at all. Maybe, maybe on Thursday, early Friday, but other than that, no, it was, uh, I either, you know, just didn't go near, I sweat it all out or, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Right. Yeah. So, definitely but, no sit down uh, business. No, no. <laughs> so but no i uh i do remember hanging out uh after get, grabbing something to eat or something and it was down um i was down by one of the sound towers and people were starting to pass out around us and you know we you know some people knew uh first aid and they just picked them up and dragged them toward a first aid i remember at one point one of the uh much music DJs dove into the crowd and just picked up this huge guy and just dragged him towards the, uh, the, uh, the first aid, the medics and so on. But yeah, people were, people were starting to pass out. You know, you'd see the occasional person where they'd be holding a sign. I got robbed and help me out type thing. Um, and it was just kind of like, whoa, wait a minute. I thought we were at Woodstock. You know, I thought this was supposed to be like a safe place to be. Right. Yeah. But it was starting to show its signs, you know, like, um, I saw the, the girls on top of the trailer, the strippers on top of the trailer there. Right. And that was their, like a promotion for yeah. like a radio station or something. Right. Or, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But there was like huge, massive crowds around there. And, uh, you know, Occasionally, you'd see the occasional bro guy, bro jock, and, you know, chasing someone off who just wanted to get a picture or something. And, uh, yeah, the, it was starting to change definitely by, like, late Saturday afternoon. So when once you got, like, further into the crowd and so on, and, uh, you know, it was probably right before the time of when... Uh, Limp Bizkit going on. Now that you were with uh, a, a couple gals, what were they yeah. like? Were they like expressing any kind of like apprehension or nervousness about the way things were going? Like as as time went on, like to you, did they like you know say anything about? Any well, we just kind of went our separate ways after after uh, Kid Rock. Okay. Um, and they they were off doing their own thing, and then the one gal she she was a big fan of Alanis Morissette. So she wanted to make it really close for that. And, uh, and I just, you know, I just made friends easy and just, I, I ended up meeting someone from Edmonton and we just kind of hung out together for a bit. And, uh, it was, unfortunately, I don't remember a lot of the big three. Um, well, like, I, I, I saw remember your pictures being, and it seems like you don't remember a lot of it because you were back in, in that shit like enjoying that like there's one picture of you i mean yeah. you, you just like doused like someone took a bucket of water and tossed it on you yeah oh that was probably right before george clinton at the at the uh west stage oh okay so i okay, remember yeah. that I, picture I, I didn't know what, yeah. what order that they were in so you know when you say you don't remember you i mean you saw those bands like when when you saw limp biscuit or have you have you revisited any of that footage now and like looked back at any of those videos i have yeah absolutely and you know honestly i can't say, tell you that i remember very much at all um i do remember being in the back a bit by the jumbotrons in the back there but most of my time was spent in the uh, in the beer gardens, so um, which was t- 
to the west of the East stage, I believe it was. So, and, uh, yeah, I just remember hanging out there and listening to the bands and stuff, but, uh, and running into the, uh, the two Austin Powers guys. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm going to share that photo with your permission because it's, it's my, it oh. is like literally my favorite, uh, Woodstock 99. Awesome. So. When did you run in? Because Austin Powers in 1999 was the biggest fucking thing on the planet. You know, it it, it, okay. was, it, it was massive. When did you run into those guys? And, and did you see other people wearing full Austin Powers costumes? Those were the only dudes. And, <laughs> like, I've seen a couple other photos online of people getting their picture with them. And they we had just left the beer gardens, and there they were. And it's just like... I got to get a picture with these guys. Right. Yeah. So, and <laughs> so, but yeah, they were, they were super cool and totally hilarious and, you know, got the whole stick going on. Right. I wonder so what they was. Like, were they like on acid or something? Like, you know, it's like, cause first of all, it's hot as shit there. And they're in these, like these Halloween costume suits. I also just wonder if that worked out for them. Like if they thought they were going to get chicks or something, you know, with like the, do I make you horny bit? Oh yeah, oh yeah. They got they got the whole thing, and you know the gal that was with me, she was uh, she got a picture with them, which was totally different than the one that you know I had taken. <laughs> you know, because they had the oh, do we make you horny, baby? Right? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. So, but she was she was a good sport, and she was she was having a good time with it. So, but uh, but yeah, no, it was the only guys that I saw there dressed up as that um that's you know, out of the, the you know the biggest uh the biggest uh outfit i would say would be the 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 naked people slash mud people right so like to get naked and let's cover ourselves in mud yeah i mean to get covered in mud uh or the the quote-unquote mud that that they had there yeah. in your clothes is one thing, but just to be ass naked and also I feel like there's um, kind of this like misrepresentation of Woodstock '99 because there was so many male cameramen, so they're always filming the naked chicks, but there was tons and tons of naked dudes walking around, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I had the one picture of the guy or the couple. I think I, I think I sent it to yeah. you. The uh -huh. couple. With with the guy with the hat and their couple and they're naked and covered in mud and he had a yeah, like, his, condom his on the end of his thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's out of yeah. control. Like, and, and I'm like exactly. and I'm like, this can't be the only guy that was like this. Like there has to be tons of other completely butt ass naked dudes covered in this shit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There were tons. There were tons. It was it was just after a while, it was just Oh yeah, just another naked person, whatever. Right. Well, now yeah. there's some people that were there that I'm sure never got tired of seeing naked people. Did were you seeing any of like this, like you know, bro, show us your tits, like grabbery, fucking being like overly creepy and inappropriate? Like, did you start seeing any of that stuff go on, or were you kind of separate from wherever that was happening? We're like, like I said, it was like we were, we were pretty far out most of the time and when we were in you know the midst of the muck i guess you'd say up close to the stage it was uh it was still pretty early on and like and it wasn't we were i wasn't personally seeing anything until probably later on on uh on sunday all right well then let's get to also did you go to the raves at all did you check out the rave tent no, I heard about them quite a bit, and, uh, you know, there were people that joined us, uh, like, Saturday night after all the bands had finished, um, and who came from the rave and stuff, who were still pretty fucked up, but able to stand up. Um, but, no, I don't, I, you know, I, I remember walking by when the Chemical Brothers were on, but... Uh, but other than that, no, I don't remember really anything about that. I went to the emergency art, artist stage once, and that was that was Sunday later on. So now Saturday night after you're done seeing, you know, the, the bands, uh, you had mentioned at the top of this episode, <clears throat> pardon me, that uh, your tent placement seemed ideal at the time, but then 
became not so ideal. What was the what was the camping situation looking like uh, around Saturday night, like before Sunday? I didn't spend very much time at my campground Saturday night. It wasn't until uh, like that Sunday morning. I just kind of crawled into my tent and got an hour or two of sleep, and then I was up again and ready to go for it. But it wasn't until later on on Sunday that things it's like fuck. No, no, it was it was still pretty okay ish. So, but uh, you know, I might be missing some memories here, but but yeah, it was it was bearable. I'll say that. Okay, because yeah, I definitely want to get to when the downstream comes into play. But uh, it's so so it's Sunday morning now. It's the final day. People are exhausted. I mean, you you yourself said you got maybe you know an hour or two of sleep. You know, Um, like what's the? I mean, as far as the like difference between say Friday everyone walking in and Sunday everyone walking in. What's what's the air like? Like what what what's everyone feeling like? Does it seem as bad as it's described? You know. Uh, well, you, you could tell a lot of people were starting to leave. Um, people weren't looking as uh, as glamorous and happy as they were say Thursday night, Friday morning. Uh, you know, it's like people were looking pretty deep, you know, you'd see people being wheeled by in wheelchairs with their leg in a splint or, you know, a lot of broken bones and stuff. So, you know, it was starting to look, it was starting to look pretty, pretty harsh. And, um, you know, but we, we still wanted to stick it out for, for the full days and stuff. And, uh, and we did, um, you know, there was still the, you know, the occasional group where, you know, it's like they had a good vibe going on and we'd hang out there. Um, I do remember it raining later on in that day, and which was like a major relief. So for a lot of people, you know, including myself, like, like we, we went in like completely prepared for whatever, like we had money. You know, we didn't, I think the girls had to use the ATM, use the ATM at one point and being sitting there for like two hours. Jesus but, Christ. Uh, but, but yeah, like I was, I was totally fine and it just like seemed to happen to be in the right place at the right time, usually at all, at all times there. So, you know, be around the right kind of people and, and so on. Right. But, um, but yeah, you know, it, uh, you know, watching, you know, what was going on, like in the midst was, uh, you know, there was definitely, okay, well, this isn't, this isn't a cool scene, what's going on down there. But so it just kind of stuck to the camp of people we were with. Yeah. Um, well, who did you yeah. see, uh, you know, leading up to the end of the night? Like what, what acts did you catch? I, I know you'd sent over a picture of Jewel, I believe. Yeah, well, the early in the day we we went and saw Mike Ness oh, and yeah. Uh, our yeah Our Lady Peace. That was uh, kind of like I was kind of sticking around the girls because they weren't as fucked up as I had gotten the night before. So I was just <laughs> like I was kind of like a toddler that day, you know. It was just like I kind of had to be led around a bit, but uh, but no. And after that, we we made sure to check out Big Sugar at the uh, Emerging Artist. And uh, and then made our way to the East Stage, and yeah, it was Jewel, or no, Elvis Costello, Jewel, Creed, and Red Hot Chili Peppers. So it seemed like you were having so, kind of a mellow time, like for, for that, because like Elvis Costello and Jewel, like that's pretty mellow shit. Like, did that like come as like yeah. a, a relief only to end later? Or like, like were you just like totally chilling out during then with uh, you know you being the yeah? I, I think I got some sleep during Elvis Costello, and um, and and during Jewel as well. And I do remember her yodeling there, Ryan. So she did yodel <laughs> yodel for sure. So because I I remember just breaking into the giggle fits when she was uh, when she was yodeling. So, but, uh, and then it just like, it was just like this weird transition from like Jewel to Creed, you know, it's like this super heavy, heavy, like bro rock kind of thing to, uh, from, from Jewel. Right. Yeah. So, but, uh, 
and and I wasn't I wasn't very familiar with their uh, with their style of music at all. So, but you know, I dug it, and you know, it had a good good beat. And then they brought on Robbie Krieger, of course, and that was that was probably my ultimate Woodstock experience because I was always always a huge fan of the Doors. Right, and, and we've made fun of that, like on the show, yeah, only because he came out wearing bright yellow jeans and an Undertaker t-shirt. Uh, but right. I mean, that is really the only true glimpse of 69 in the entire thing, you know, on the main stage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the George Clinton crowd was, was really like that too. Like, actually I remember talking to people at the George Clinton crowd who were at the 69 Woodstock. So and I was like dancing right next to them and stuff and and there it was it was pretty fun but also too yeah of course with with Robbie Krieger being there and his uh, yellow pants and um, yeah so like actually when they right before the entry I thought like because we were we were a bit back and all that and they hadn't put him on the on the jumbotron yet and I thought like. Are they bringing on Paul Simon or something? You know, because it's like at first I was like looking and it was like, who is that old guy, right? <laughs> so, so, but no, and then it was Robbie Krieger and yeah, I just like freaked out. It was, it was amazing, right? So, and, uh, you know, they did a, they did a pretty good, uh, you know, a couple of covers there. And I think they did one of their songs after and then that was it before. The Chili Peppers went on and, uh, you know, and then, you know, I was talking with some people in the crowd. There was that one picture with a couple of blondes and a couple of guys there where we're sitting down. Right. And I, I started talking to them and they found out I was from Canada and they they like, oh, my God, we have to get a picture with this Canadian guy. So, <laughs> so they, exotic. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, but, uh, and they were super, they were super fun and cool, but then, uh, the chili peppers came on and, uh, you know, about halfway, not even halfway through their set, you could see stuff starting to really, you know, fall apart and like, like the fires so? going on. Well, you could see the fires starting to, starting to, you know, build up. Like there's that one photo I got of it and then I ran out of film, of course, and that was like right before, you know, they started, I think they were starting to play fire right around that time. And, uh, John Cher had been on stage and, uh, you know, you could see the big bonfires starting to develop, to develop. And they were talking about the, uh, the, um, the fire trucks coming in now was that, like, on, was that right? scary to you, like to start seeing these these fires pop up and there's all these people there, or did it just seem like oh more Woodstock shenanigans, or was this like a different thing? Yeah, totally. It was it was completely different. Like like okay, this isn't Woodstock anymore. Uh, <clears throat> let's uh, let's just stick together as a group now. And uh, you know it was it was pretty uh, it was pretty sobering. I would say very quickly. So like you weren't, uh, you know, you're out of the, personally myself, I was out of that party mode and it was more or less like, okay, like uh, let's get through the end of this show and stick together and survive. Right. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So what, what happens after the band's done? I mean, do you guys go right to your campsite? Do you walk around? Like, what are the sights and sounds of the post Chili Peppers Sunday <laughs> night? Well, we were still waiting for this uh, this uh, this big performance uh, special type thing, right? Oh yeah, where you With... guys got duped. Yes, yeah, like because like there was talk going around everywhere. Like there was all these major stars backstage waiting to come on after the Chili. Chili Peppers were on. Like I heard talks of like BB King and uh, Eddie Van Halen and Ben Harper, and you know, just like there was going to be this All Star Jam. So, but uh, you know, obviously it didn't happen. We got this like lame <clears throat> laser show, and uh, and then that was it. 
Did that and, seem kind of you know, like... it wasn't as if the crowd wasn't pissed off enough, right? Right. So how and... trippy is that, though? Like a laser show with Jimi Hendrix starts going on while everyone's tearing shit apart. Like, that's like some bizarre yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was pretty wild. Like, we, we started making our way back and, you know, people were pretty aggressive. There's the occasional person that would try to step in and say, like, hey, man, like, this isn't Woodstock. This isn't like peace and love. And like people would like dismiss it and tell them to shut up or beat it or whatever. Um, and yeah, it was just like, it was like you say, it was, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was definitely a Lord of the Rings kind of vibe. And, uh, you know, just, just the wild drum stock, you know, people beating on the, on the, uh, on the garbage cans and so on. And, uh, you know, you'd still you'll still see the people dancing in the crowd too, and you know, or swinging from the uh, swinging from the scaffolding yeah, while the, I mean, like it, the fire's burning behind them. It's so just crazy it was, shit. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was pretty nutty, and uh, I don't remember seeing the cops come in because we just wanted to get back to our camp. That was the main thing. We didn't want to get into the looting or or anything like that we just wanted to get back to our camp shut her down and get out of there the next day and we got back to our camp and it was like a herd of buffalo had come through our camp right and and like stormed through everything and you know all the tents were like like uh like flattened wow. you know so we had to step step out and everything was soggy and shitty and uh and so we just like set things back up again, and it was just like we just knew you had to right stay then. There, right? You, you still had to stay. We there had that to night. stay there. We had to stay there just one more night, and we didn't want to. We just wanted to get out of there. Uh, like the camps were pretty chill still, but like there had like it's like I said, there had been like a herd of people that came through here, and all the tents had been knocked down and so on. And uh, but. Thankfully, you know, our things didn't get looted and, uh, you know, we were able to, uh, set things back up again just for the night. And like, we didn't, we, we just hated being there at that point. Yeah. Like from Thursday, just like, you know, hugging each other and dancing together right in our campground. Like we're at Woodstock to being like, fuck, like, Jesus, like four days later is just like, <laughs> you know, two complete polar opposites. Right. Right. Um, so, I mean, then, then you go home, right? I mean, like, how did you like th that day after when you wake up now and it's morning, there's no concert to go to. What's it like now in the, in the campground? Oh, it's like a war zone the next day. It's pretty much a war zone the next day. Then the national guards there, the, the local police are there. And, you know, they're just trying to get people out and, you know, and then, you know, we, we got everything together and just like shoved everything back into the rental car and, you know, drove out and, you know, they wanted everyone out of Rome as quickly as possible. Right. Like I remember pulling over to check out some guys who had uh, like a t-shirt stand uh, set up and like, the cop came in right behind us. He's like, Nope, get going. <laughs> no, bootleg so, goods and, for you. Nope. <laughs> so, no, but no, we, we went to the Burger you, King though. Yeah. Yeah. But, so that seems to be like the fucking epicenter of the aftermath because we've heard from so many fucking people now that that like Burger King was just like assaulted. Yeah. Yeah, pretty well. I feel sorry for those workers. So, but uh, I, I'm not sure if we got anything to eat there or we, we were just using the bathroom. So, but uh, we we were able to get this epic shot of a bunch of us other survivors, and uh, and then we were on our way and uh, towards the border again. Yeah, right. and, did, you run, uh, did you run into any trouble on your way back being like so so wore out from, from all this shit and like like you know like if they were like well where are you coming from and you say Woodstock 99 did they give you any shit coming back into the country 
I honestly don't remember because I slept the whole way back. So right. they, the girls ended up just taking my license from because I, I don't remember if it, we had licenses or or passports back then, but to some form of ID and yeah. Next thing I remember, we were back in Toronto. So wow. And then what, what did you think yeah. when you when you started seeing all the news and stuff? Because you know, much music they did. I think a great coverage. Like they're like. At, their whole like thirty minute special on it is is way better than all the MTV stuff. Um, probably because they yeah. weren't they weren't so involved corporately, so they were able to you know say, yeah. say exactly what they wanted about it. But like, what were your thoughts like seeing how bad it got, and then you start hearing about these sexual assault charges, and and you know you, yeah. you're starting to see the the numbers of the like, all the money piling up of the property damage. What do you think? Uh, one of my colleagues actually re- recorded the whole. Um, whole thing via pay-per-view so i remember watching it and just being horrified by uh by by what what i was witnessing with with all the grabs and and sexual assaults and just being like oh my god i was part of this and, yeah because if you're in a big crowd uh, especially not up at the front you i mean you're really not seeing that stuff and you know you're around hundreds of thousands of people like you know you can't catch everything yeah, exactly. So, no, I just remember it was just, uh, you know, at first it was just like, oh, let's see if I can see myself in this crowd of 100,000 people. But then it was like, no, like, what's going really going on here with, you know, these these, these women getting grabbed and, you know, just wanting to be free and, uh, you know, enjoy enjoy the, enjoy the moment. And, you know, they got bro there, you know, grabbing their tits and... Uh, you know, or grabbing them wherever else, you know, which I did see on, um, on the pay-per-view, um, which buddy taped. Right. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty harsh to see that and, you know, to see, you know, the wall coming down and, uh, you know, it was, it was bound to happen because it was like that Woodstock thing, you know, all, all Woodstocks is like, you have to go to it for free. Right. So it was, yeah. it was fit, you know, it's, kind of piss you off you know if you pay for it right like i did and the the amount i paid for it with the uh with the, with the exchange rate but uh but still it was uh yeah it was it was pretty disheartening but uh you know i was i always remember though that like uh, i was still like you know it was still a good time like i had i personally had a good experience i know the people i was with had a great experience so you know, it was it was it was some good memories, but uh, you know, with what was going on, with what I couldn't always see, it was uh, you know some some people there, like like I've heard you say on the podcast, uh, you know, some people they had like the worst time of their lives, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, I'm sure, yeah, seeing it in in retrospect or in hindsight or or not knowing that certain things were happening then see it later is got to be pretty shocking for sure. Um, Yeah. Now, having been through all that and like having the historical reference and all that and also just having been to so many concerts, um, what would your advice be to a young, ambitious festival goer? Hmm. Like a survival, like a survival tip from from Rob here. Oh, a survival tip. Um, plenty of money, plenty of water. Uh, try not to drink too much and uh, stick with people you can trust. Right. Like I guess that's <laughs> about it. Life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, geez, you know, like I was wishing that the, uh, the 50th anniversary would have happened, but I don't know. I think they pretty much, they pretty much blew it with 99. Yeah, that that so, ship has sailed for sure. And you know, there's also yeah. the 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 Woodstock pixie dust that uh, you know they they talked about in the HBO documentary, where it's like you know Michael Lang just thinks like, well, because it's Woodstock, we can make it happen without any of the shit that any of these multi you know, billion dollar festivals that occur every year have to go through. We don't right. have to because it's Woodstock. But nope, now we think of '99 when we think of that, and uh, we have folks like you to tell the story. So <laughs> thank you so much yeah. for. For telling us this shit, I can't wait to share some of those photos. Um, right you, on, all right. Yeah, 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 and and we'll talk soon. Okay, thanks, bro. All Have right, a good man. one. See ya. Take care. Okay, bye.
Man, I think I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Uh, whoever that Burger King in Rome was before they died, they must have been a really shitty fucking person to be reincarnated as the Burger King at Woodstock 99. You know, it's like that is the ultimate, most hellish punishment. It seems like everyone that we've talked to spent time in there, and uh, that's just uh, bad news written all over it. But uh, it's great to hear from uh, a neighbor from up north, you know, a, a Canadian that, that went. It's cool to hear about the 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 pride that went into watching the hip and how that was a shared experience P pretty fun stuff so as always folks if you went to worked at or played woodstock 99 or know someone that did contact us at podcast 99 official at gmail.com or on instagram at podcast 99 i'm ryan lichten and i'll see you at woodstock <laughs>